you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So we're going to continue our series looking at the book of Acts. And so I'm going to let Zach uh, kind of introduce us to what we're going to talk about today. Certainly. Uh, this week we're in Acts chapter two, which is um, very familiar to, um, well, hopefully everybody. Um, but if you're not familiar with Acts chapter two, that is where, that is the day of Pentecost. Um, that is the day in which the Holy, the promised Holy Spirit arrives, um, at least very physically with the flames and all of the things uh, to the disciples who are hanging out still in the upper room. And uh, gosh, a lot happens here. They, they leave the upper room with the Spirit and they go out and they begin preaching and all different kinds of languages um, everybody can understand. Um, <laughs> there's some funny things that happen that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, just kind of want to give you a, a, a broad overview of uh, the disciples hanging out in the upper room, still not quite sure uh, what to do, even after Jesus has been back in the resurrection and, and now he's gone, he's ascended, and they're still kind of in that, what do we do mode? Uh, still kind of waiting around, uh, it seems. And then the Holy Spirit comes on this day of Pentecost with fiery tongues, and then it kind of gets down into it. Um, so Matt, when you, uh, when you think about Acts chapter two, uh, there's so much there. We focus on just kind of a couple of the things throughout the lectionary and just when we're preaching and teaching it. But what really uh, sticks out to you here? You know, I think of Acts two and I think of Pentecost, um, it's actually one of my favorite Sundays in the church. Um, cause if you can do it right and you get everybody to wearing, you know, orange or red, you know, in Oklahoma, that's a big thing. Uh, you know, you're either a sooner fan, which is orange or red. Oh my gosh, they're going to murder me. Um, or you're you a cowboy edit fan. that out. You got to own yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Or you're a cowboy fan, which is orange. And so you can you can have some fun with that um, in in worship. And there's just ways that that can be done. It, I, it's just one of my favorite Sundays in the church. I think of the story and I think of Acts 2 and I think of like what it would be like to be in this upper room. Mind you, like not very long after like Jesus ascended, like what do we do next? And so then, you know, you have this moment, this sacred moment where you get it and that's the way i like to look at it it's like they just get it it's not that um not that they understood everybody yeah that that happened but like no they got what is to come next and they they were empowered um on what is to come next and i think that that's like the key is that the holy spirit um you know i'm doing this whole sermon series on the holy spirit so i'm spending a lot of time saying the holy spirit right now um one of the things I've come to realize with the Holy Spirit is that it never, it was there before. Mm -hmm. It just made itself known and it resides on the church and it, and it empowers the church to then go out. And, and that's the one thing I love about this is that this is when the Holy Spirit, like, it's not that we ever knew that like the Holy Spirit is throughout all of scripture, but here the spirit makes its presence known. And there are other places where that happens, but this time it's like a big, it's a big to do. Right. Well, and, and I think that's a disservice we do Pentecost 
is really the Holy Spirit just in general, right? Um, at, at the very least as Methodists, this is about the only Sunday we focus <laughs> on the Holy Spirit. Um, not because we're not fans. This is just the Sunday, right? Um, and and we, we leave a lot to be desired, I think, when we think about uh, the Holy Spirit only being present on Pentecost um, rather than throughout, because we see it throughout scripture. Uh, Hebrew Bible, New Testament, uh, we just see it in these spaces of the Spirit was there, right? The Spirit overcame them, the Spirit, the Spirit, right? Um, and then sometimes we, I think we leave a lot to be desired when it's just, oh, it's the day of Pentecost and that's when the Holy Spirit came. And I think you're exactly right. This is the moment where they were like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> here, here are all of the puzzle pieces going together of what Jesus taught us. And it hits on like a ton of bricks of here's how we go and do this. Here's our chance um, in these moments. Because we, I mean, we see it. We see it even when Jesus ascends, the spirit comes over him, right? Yeah. Um, so the Holy Spirit's there and present throughout. And I, I feel like we have those same um, revelations, <laughs> those same moments in our lives where we're just kind of sitting there um, trying to figure out what is next and it hits you. Oh, right. Here's, here's what it is. And, and we get we get to work, we get to move in, uh, all the while in those little steps and the waiting and, and kind of preparing for the spirits there, the spirits at work and carries us through. That's why I like that question in verse 12. Um, you know, they're all surprised and bewildered and some ask each other, what does this mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, what does this mean? Like, I mean, I, and we've all been there. We've all been in those space situations where we've like found ourselves asking ourselves, what does this mean? Like what's mm. happening here? Like, you know, and, and I think we've even missed out on those moments of the Holy Spirit because mm -hmm. we are so, um, we've compartmentalized things. Mm -hmm. We've compartmentalized the Trinity in such a way that we forget that the Spirit is always at work doing mm -hmm. something. Right. Well, and, and that, that parlays into the, my favorite part of this, um, <laughs> I knew that'd be your favorite Peter. part of it. Yeah, it's my favorite. One, I just love Peter. And, uh, you know, I just love Peter. But uh, this willingness to lay it all out there, right? Uh, we get down in the chapter, they're preaching and teaching. And, and everybody's like, these guys are, they hit the wine a little early this morning. Uh, and Peter's like, what are you talking about? It's nine o'clock. <laughs> We're not drunk. Uh, it's way too early in the morning for that. Um, but here's what's going on, right? And and I love that just they go for it, right? It hits them, they get it, and they go for it. And, and yeah, all the while they're asking, what does this mean? But they're not worried about what do people think? They, they don't have any of those what if questions of what if we go out there and do this and people think we're drunk, right? What if we go out there and do this and people reject us? What if we go out there and do this and we fail? They just go for it. They're not quite sure what it means. They're not quite sure, but they just, they go for it. And, um, and I love that the response of the crowd around them, they're like, these guys hit the sauce a little early this morning. <laughs> They've been up in that upper room. <laughs> they're coming out and just, okay. And Peter's hit with a sermon like no other. Now, great. He does a great job with this sermon. I don't, I don't think sure. we unpack this sermon enough. I, I mean, I, I, you know, like you'd said, you know, there's a lot of quotes from Joel here, but like he actually like has a really good sermon here. Oh, he hits the way it. Yeah. Like, he, um, 
you know, I, I just love he, he stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared. And then, mm-hmm. like, he just gets after it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, surely there's been a time when you've done that, Zach. Oh, 100%. I, I preach manuscripts, so I don't do it very often. Um, <laughs> because we'll be there all day. <laughs> um, but no, they're 100%, whether it's in conversation, whether it's in sermon, that it's just like, oh, here's the thing, right? Um, and, and I don't care how much you prepare or write or whatever for a speaking engagement, a sermon, a conversation, there's going to be a moment if you're listening, if you're open, if you're present with that spirit, that you're going to go, whatever I wrote here, no longer important. Right. Uh, or why didn't I write this down, uh, to say it and it just comes out. Right. Um, I, for me, that's kind of my measure if I only ever just read what's on the page, where am I at, right? Um, Or was I able to be present in those moments, interject, read the room, hear the spirit and say, this is where we, this is where we're going today um, in whatever room that is. And so I I think you're right. Peter lays it out there and he's just fully present in it, right? He's just going for it. I love that. You know, uh, you know how Shanna knows when I'm uh, when the Holy Spirit has all of me. And she she gets tickled about this because she's it's it happens. This is the way it happens. You know, I'll have what whatever's on my piece of paper here uh, mm-hmm. for my sermon. In the moment that it goes into the Bible, and I close yeah. my Bible, mm-hmm. and and I always put my hand like right, like I always put my hand on mm-hmm. it, and then I just like go. <laughs> yeah. um, and and I'm not a manuscript preacher, um, but I. I know when I'm in that moment. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's where like, we see this with Peter and we see, um, you know, we see this moment of, of what he's reminding him what, what they're supposed to do. And like, what the, like, he does kind of lay out some next steps of like, what's going to happen. Like, we're going to go do these things. And like, right. You know, like, um, you know, and he kind of reminds that like, he does a really good job here. I, I don't know. I just, I love this. This is probably what, definitely one of my favorite sermons in the Bible. Um, and he has this line and you'll see this appear in acts quite a bit is the idea of changing our hearts and lives. Mm-hmm. Peter's really big on this. This is something that Peter really wants us to do. And granted, that's, I mean, you tie that to Jesus. He touched on about it. I mean, you, you can definitely tie it, but like, that's an important thing. And I think that's an important thing for us is that like the really, when you think about it, the book of acts it is motivating us to change our lives towards uh, this risen Christ to live exactly how Jesus did. And that's mm-hmm. what's really important. And then everything else, the spirit and everything else will take over. And you'll like, and you notice that like, once they agree to accept that spirit in their lives, man, they do amazing things and they're not, um, they're not without, and they do just such great work for the kingdom. Right. Well, and, and that's, you know, you get later into uh, the back, the back end of uh, chapter two here, uh, verse 36, therefore, let all Israel know beyond question that that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, but the Lord, uh, both Lord and Christ. When the crowd heard this, they were deeply troubled. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, change your hearts and, and lives. And I, I, I think you're right. Peter preaches in such a way that they hear. He preaches. It's a tough message to hear, right? but he preaches it in such a way that they hear and are troubled and say, what do we do? He, he's not preaching to get likes on Facebook. 
<laughs> he's not uh, preaching so that everybody will be happy. Um, he's pushing and pushing in a way that the people hear. You know, often we find, I, I think we can find ourselves pushing in a way where people don't hear, right? Where it's not productive. But Peter finds that happy medium, right? He finds that, that zone of here are the things, here's the prophetic message in a way that people can hear. Uh, and the response is, isn't an email on Monday morning of, hey, I hated what you, what you preached, <laughs> or why'd you say this thing, or, you know, uh, getting mad and stomping off. It's troubled hearts, and now what do we do? And they do that in community, right? They do that with the relationship that they're building through this. They do that together. And I think that's, they just put all those pieces together uh, where it's easy for us today to, to be missing a piece, right? Uh, somewhere and it's just not quite clicking. Um, and, and I think I think that's what the early church is, is they're, they come out with such a strong way with the spirit here that it brings them all together. Um, and I think, I don't know, I just that community aspect of it, right? Because that's where we go from here into the rest of the acts is, is being in community through the spirit. Well, and I think that that's where, and I use this word a lot on Sunday, because I think it's the one thing we neglect more than anything um, is surrendering to the spirit. Mm. I think far too often we feel the spirit pushing us and leading us in a direction and we refuse to surrender to it because we start thinking about, you know, what's this going to do for me? And, you know, is this, is this the right thing? And, and um, could well, you, and, could, could you imagine? We live in we, a, we live in a culture and society that doesn't surrender. Right. That's, that's a tough word, right? Right. And so I think that that's like here they surrender to the spirit. And then like you look there in verse 41, you know, that uh, people were baptized and, and I mean, 3000 people. I mean, could you imagine if 3000 people showed up uh, to your church on uh, and having been to your church, that'd be a little bit more difficult than it would be my church. But um you know, um, I think find a place for him. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> well, can it just be like maybe 150 and then everybody else online? Like, can we just do that right now? Like, I mean, right, right. <laughs> like just for now, for COVID pre <laughs> precautions. Uh, but I, th I think that like when we think about this and we think about Acts 2, it's this idea of letting go and allowing God to lead mm. and guide and being fully um, uh, surrender. God calls us to surrender ourselves. Like, I mean, that's something that Jesus is really adamant about. And right. here we have that, like, this is modeled, like it's now modeled for us. And, right. and I think it's something that we can learn from that doesn't really get preached around Pentecost. Right. Well, and, and maybe, maybe the conversation today or the question today is reclaiming that word surrender, right? That, that surrendering to the spirit, especially in this context, I don't think it means what we think it means, right? Mm -hmm. um, surrendering is being in this fullness of the relationship, being present, um, and not, there's some sacrificial nature to it, right? Um, because anytime we be, we're in relationship with anyone, there's sacrifices. Um, but I think in our mind and today, that word surrender is we got to give it all up and, you know, sell all of our possessions and do all the things and quit our job. But I don't think that's what it's talking about here. I think it's surrendering to that community aspect of we're in relationship together. And so how can we surrender into the spirit when we're being led to go, here we are, right? And and it's and losing that negative connotation of it. Um, in the oh, I've got to do the suffering part, 
and surrender is only suffering, right? Uh, where not really, it's, it's this fullness of who we are together with the spirit that leads us to the next place. And I think that that's where, um, you know, who are we surrendering to and what are we surrendering to? You know, that's mm-hmm. something we can wrestle with um, right. as well. Which, which brings us to back to that point of when we do that, we become troubled because we're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. Surrender means we, you know, there is that to it. Um, but allow yourself to be troubled in that way, not negatively, but that leads you into that change of heart, that leads you into that next space um, together with the spirit, with the community that you're surrounded with. So I want to encourage you, um, we're working through the book of Acts. And so like today, we made it through Acts 2, uh, 1 through 42. We're not going to take this chapter by chapter because we'd be doing this forever. Um, so we're going <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump around. And so, but I want to encourage you, like, if you've never done this before, I think this is a good practice. Read through the book of Acts because you will find it's, it's just one of my, it's a really good read. It's such a it, dynamic book. It, it really is. And so I would encourage, I would encourage you to do that. There's, there's a lot for you there. And so, um, you know, do that and follow along with us as we jump around. I don't know where we'll go next week. Um, who knows uh, where the spirit will lead us because we will surrender to the spirit. Praise the Lord. Uh, got really Pentecostal. Got thing. a little Pentecostal there. Uh, <laughs> we hit some of our Pentecostal crowd that don't listen to the podcast. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com where you can find a lot of our great content. You can buy some gear. Um, we're, you know, just connect with us at beardedtheologians.com and anywhere you can find us in social media. Um, and so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. Uh, I'm Zach Bechtel. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.